Whenever I want to turn on some music, I just unpack my Sonos Roam, because its vocal clarity and power sound is like nothing else. No matter if you're outside on your porch or in your living room, you can close your eyes and feel like you're in Laurel Canyon listening to After the Gold Rush. Experience the best sound anywhere, everywhere with Sonos Roam, the ultra-portable smart speaker for all your listening adventures. Visit Sonos.com to learn more and shop Roam in three new exclusive colors. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Double Elvis. And before I knew it, I was sitting on the 13th floor of Capitol Records with my acoustic guitar in one hand and a couple of label executives sitting around a large office in the house that Nat built. It was the dead middle of the aughts where after putting out your first album, you could still get some magical radio play just by mailing CDs around. CDs are a technical name for compact laser discs. A laser reads a piece of mirror stuck inside a small plastic circle and delivers excellent audio. I believe the aliens delivered the technology, but I can't be sure. I'm not Indiana Jones. Anyways, my album was called Goodbye Red Bullet after the car that was sold to finish paying for its production. A Linus level irony to sell a car and end up in LA, the city where you need one the most. Clearly, I had no idea what I was doing when I produced my first album. Without computers, on vintage equipment, barely a budget, and I had no idea what I was thinking when I gave up my car. I would need it to tour around and promote the album. There was no plan, just a reaction, a chain one. Thankfully, I had friends with cars and lucked out with some love from XM Radio. Two months later, phone rings, top floor of Los Angeles's most iconic building. Time to start the free fall. And participate in that 20th century ritual. Go to these places of musical dreams and legends, play your song, get signed, and the reins of the world will be handed to you and it will be your job to hold on for dear life. I played my songs in the president's office to an enthusiastic staff, unsure if they really were. Enthusiasm in certain buildings in LA is synthetically manufactured. It can work, but it may also not be real. Afterwards, I walked out onto Vine and into my friend's ride. Remember, no car. We went out for drinks. The future was on its way. And baby, was it ever. The next week, the president who heard something in my songs was culled and replaced. Goodbye, Red Bullet Part 2. Every month, another titan of the old guard fell off. Something to do with illegal downloading. Nobody was paying $25 for a CD at Tower Records anymore. Tower Records was a place where people could go buy things that aliens gave us. So I found myself running up that hill against an avalanche. And then the deal with God was suddenly gone, and with it the mountain. Didn't I know the 13th floor was the unluckiest one? The whole damn building is built in a circle. 
Ouroboros. No beginning and no end. It's just the journey. Well, they say this place is evil. That ain't why I stay. Because I found something that will never be nothing. And I found it in LA. It was midnight in Topanga. I heard the DJ say, There's a full moon rising. Join me in LA. Warren Zevon. In a simple twist of fate, one solitary winding road that makes its way from Beverly Hills, where the movie stars live, all the way down into Hollywood, where the movies get made, was never incorporated into the city of Los Angeles. It existed as a wild strip, unmoored from the law of the land, eventually becoming a bedrock of roadside houses, brothels, and even casinos, until the mob bosses that lorded over those golden goose backroom gambling dens turned the streets red with blood. When they left, the rockers set in, eager to play stages along the infamous strip where the wicked used to run games, thrilled to make a deal with the devil. As the counterculture scene of that glittering sunset strip began to rise up, gods among the people turned tiny dirty clubs into the stuff of legends. The Doors, Frank Zappa, Led Zeppelin, and the Rolling Stones, whose fans threw a tantrum that turned into a riot after West Hollywood residents decided rock gods make bad neighbors. Undeterred, glam rock settled in next, and punk and new wave, Black Flag, the Dead Kennedys, the Misfits, Motorhead, Motley Crue, Poison, Guns N' Roses, and even Metallica made Rainbow Bar and Grill into a shrine, a house of the unholy and the extremely unholy. In Los Angeles, that's where they want you to start and where they want you to end. Go back now in search of those old kings buried under hotels no aspiring artist can afford into venues dead and dying. Visit the vessels of the past instead of searching for where the spirit wandered off to. Do you know how big this city is? Because the truth is, the Sunset Strip has only ever been a fraction of the tale LA has to tell. We are here to go deeper into the belly of the beast where the music lives. Celebrity bands may disappear, fame itself may vanish. That's because locals in the city don't trust a name as far as they can throw it. What would happen if you explored LA? I mean, really explored it. The scene isn't on Sunset Strip, come on. Part of you already knew that. That's the part that's ready to journey. Loving LA is just as much about being here as it is about missing home. And even if you're from here, this is a city about longing and nostalgia and a certain kind of sadness that only entertainment cities really know. Even the hometown films cheat around the edges, pasting Musos and Franks next to the California incline, pretending golden hour always hits when you need it to, or that there are actual downpours where you can kiss someone passionately, or brawl with an assortment of bad guys attacking one at a time, maneuvering around fog and traffic and the bitter crack of fake smiles everywhere. That part's fake, leaving the real stuff on the cutting room floor. Loving LA is just as much about missing home, even if the rolling sea of mythic megastars who call it home is just about as deep and wide as the Pacific itself. Even deeper and wider is the ocean of hopefuls who come here to surf those same waves, only to crash into the rocks. And for each heavenly music star we vault to the top of our consciousness via LA, there are thousands of burnouts in the city of angels. The wisest of which have a grateful and comfortable acceptance of their sonic space on Earth. Relieved they avoided the American pop art meat grinder's insatiable assimilation of apocryphal rock and roll storylines needed for biopic Hollywood movies. There are already plenty of those to choose from when it comes to music out of LA. 
Buffalo Springfield, The Birds, Guns and Roses, NWA, Van Halen, Motley Crue, Black Flag, Los Lobos, The Doors, Juanita's Addiction, The Beach Boys, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Ice Cube, Ice Tea, Tool, Tupac, Weezer, Beck, Rilo, Kyle, Local Natives, The Carpenters, Toto, Best Coast, Chris Christopherson, Bangles, Kendrick Lamar, Eagles, Eagles of Death Metal, Dogs, Flo and Eddie, Kamasi Washington, Anderson Pop, Vince Staples, Snoop Dogg, Randy Newman, Jackson Brown, Schoolboy Q, Warp, Joyce Maynard, Dr. Dre, No Effects, No Doubt, Three Dog Night, System of a Down, Phantom Planet, Billy Eilish, Oxygen, Bad Religion, Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros, The Go-Go's, Dum Dum Girls, Dawkins, Heim, and Weird Al Yankovic. All right, that's enough. The cacophony of bands could go on and on, welcoming the transplants and the natives alike. Anyone can be from L.A. if they live here long enough. It's a flexible city. Borders always expanding. Suburbs are always welcome to fall in or splinter off as they see fit. And the litany of names doesn't even include those who came here to seek out a respite from the endless tread of East Coast lifestyle. The ones who want to ache in solitude or need to heal by the water and bake in the sun until they're whole again the city of angels. It takes them all under their wing whether they're seeking that dreamlike strip in Hollywood, under the eaves of East Side hipster runoff in Silver Lake and Echo Park, in the gorgeous strut of Santa Monica Boulevard, or the glittering ocean view city that drag takes its name from. The city is a country in itself, stretching out to the cliffs of Malibu where bards like Dylan and Neil go to retire and meditate and mull on the songs that make them even more legendary than before they beached on LA sands. There is not enough space in Wyoming to hold these poets. They need to be within spitting distance of the city, just in case Zuma or Blood on the Tracks takes off, you know? And it all plays a role in your American life even if you've never been to California. It winds on down and across Mulholland to the valley where the vampires move west, ever west, down Ventura Boulevard. L.A. is in so many recordings, the city itself is practically a song. It's stories we've been told on repeat both in the art and in the legends of making the art. Debaucherous folk tales, smogged accounts of studio sessions that take on new life every time you drop the needle on rumors, L.A. woman, the color and the shape, Norman fucking Rockwell, or pet sounds. Glitz, drama, dreams achieved, and dreams sun-bleached and left to wither. The creation of some of the greatest sonic works of art from humankind. From a sunny, lazy corner of a country, not yet 300 years old. At what point do we call these things a renaissance? Where did Shakespeare read pages with friends over a pint to check his flow? Where did Van Gogh buy paint? I want to go to there. So much of American art has continuously scrolled through our consciousness on the musical airwaves, a century of movies in the ever-expanding universe of don't-miss-TV everywhere all the time. But those are just parts of the stories we tell ourselves, legends of our own existence. The truth lies in the rooms together, in being there. Sound of Our Town is a podcast about the music that shaped the city you are touching down in. It is also about finding, hearing, and understanding its best music happening right now. What sounds and places have shaped the city's culture and what new sounds continue to define it. It's about getting together in a room to listen and why that matters. And as we explore and listen, we may find a more perfect union in people through our live music cultures. So whether you are quickly dropping in, landing for a long stay, moving, or just dreaming, in each episode of Sound of Our Town, I'll introduce you to the real spaces and sonic stories echoing in a particular town so that your time is enriched with music. My name is Will Daly. I'm an independent songwriter, performer, and all the things that come along with that. 
I've lived my life on stages, iconic venues, impromptu jams, and electrocution via bad wiring. Just figuring it all out as I go. I'm always on a quest to find my way to that perfect room and that perfect audience. And with this podcast, we find ourselves at a very special episode seven. And this is part one of our time in Los Angeles, California. It may seem like the machine of entertainment runs everything when we look through the lens of Los Angeles. But like every hot rod on the Sunset Strip, the machine goes where the driver takes it until it runs out of gas or battery. Till the end of the road, the end of the fad, wearing the needle down on sounds and styles. And then the machine goes searching for a new driver. Any true-to-the-soil music town needs a well to return to when the reserves are depleted. If it's a place worth visiting as a passionate live music fan, then there must be pockets of gold in them hills. And we'll get to the riches right after this. If you want to stream all the podcasts and music you love without having to give up any of the sound quality, you should get the Sonos Roam, a portable smart speaker for all of your listening adventures. Setting up your Sonos Roam is extremely simple and it only took me a few minutes. I created a Sonos account using the app, added my Roam to the account, then logged into all my streaming services I use. Then you can use the Sonos app to stream from any service you want, manage your Sonos system from any room, and listen to news, sports coverage, and music from more than 60,000 radio stations. I listen to the news on my Roam every morning, but I've also been addicted to the original Sonos shows with playlists curated by artists like Lord and Tom York. So get Rome and get ready for your next adventure. Listen more and shop three new exclusive colors at Sonos.com. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. 
So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Cantor's Deli on Fairfax has fed the drivers, diggers, dreamers, and stars 24 hours a day since 1931. For classic L.A. deli cuisine, unwinding, connecting, mixing it up with celluloid heroes, politicians, and the scene. The doors in Zappa went for that connection over coffee and a meal in the hours when TVs used to turn to static. And you may have mixed it up in Cantor's before in episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm, Mad Men, or Entourage. Valley Girls Haim shot their album cover there, worked the counter, put it back on the map for a generation of nostalgic millennials who crave the sanctity of diners for the after-show haven these classic spots used to provide. To be clear, there is no music at Cantor's. For live music, the restaurant deli is attached by umbilical steps to the kibitz room, an unassuming bar. Well, maybe you'd say dive. It's certainly relaxed, old school, opened and unchanged since 1961. And at the dawn of the 1990s, when the younger siblings of the pay-to-play sunset strip glam hair metal corporate conveyor belt stink, wanted to escape all of that and needed a place to hang to call their own, they started playing in coffee houses on Fairfax around where canters and kibitz sit. See, you didn't need to sell tickets or bring in drinkers. America runs on caffeine. There were people for their indie shows in the Java joints. Jacked up on Joe, they could eat at canters any time of day or night. And then they could also get a drink after at kibitz. And oh look, there's a piano in the corner where one foggy and now legendary night, Rami Jaffe, Jacob Dylan, and Morty Coyle just start making some music. They sang melodic tunes from the never-ending catalog in their hearts and their beer-soaked brains. And then they stumbled out into the night, waking up the next morning with the bright idea of bringing an amp in next time and inviting some friends. A month later, a PA on its last legs is set up. Morty Coyle can actually use a mic instead of trying to sing over the growing ensemble. Soon there's music every Tuesday night. No stage, just what looks like a band lined up against the wall, single file. Easy to swap around, jump in and out on songs and hand off instruments to one another. A free-form, ragtag music movement under the noses of companies trying to sell a $25 CD. Southern California versions of Americana sounds start to take shape. Organic music is the main ingredient. Echoes from Laurel Canyon and the great songsmiths of the past. Tuesday nights turns into a thing, and on that year, 1991, everything fell on a Tuesday. On Christmas, the Jews needed a place to rock out, and the ensemble had been hyping a free night of music on New Year's Eve, which was right around the corner. You could feel something happening. When the year turned to 1992, the legend of Kibitz Tuesdays exploded, and there was no turning back. Friends of Cantor's Kibitz Room, Fockers, was officially formed. A moment arrived, an assortment of players, those that can't be denied. And it is a scene, crowds in the street kind of scenes, slowing the traffic. Jacob Dylan and Rami Jaffe went off to kick off the wallflowers from those coordinates. Everyone starts coming to Cantor's and Kibitz, eats drinks and live music. Slash, 
chili peppers, Fiona Apple, Cindy Lauper, Bjork, are all stopping in and sitting in. Record execs now know of the spot and bring in a young band to test their metal, and Rage Against the Machine plays a couple. When it is that organic, the artists that are already in the machine desire a return to Earth where they can check their tank and make sure their truth gauge is full. Remember Metallica at the Metro in Chicago? So then the Black Crows stop by while on tour. Lenny Kravitz and Chrissy Hine. The list goes on and on. If there were a list at Kibitz. Grunge and hip-hop had taken over America. The labels were looking elsewhere. Seattle, Tempe, Boston. The Sunset Strip went dry. Hairspray had ruined the ozone and lost the rock and roll wars. The Fockers reinstilled something vital. To believe LA is a music town and not just a music machine, you can go to Kibitz on a Tuesday night. Cantor's Deli is the perfect first stop. And once again, as true with every town, a scene worth saving will need it every decade or so. And now you'll find Morty Coyle is doing just that, post-pandemic, revitalizing Fockers and Tuesday nights. A call he has answered many times since 1991. And like the kids who first fled the gluttony of the strip, a stop here now is a lot like December 1991, right before you can't find parking. It is history, the present, and all that is possible tomorrow when the right people are there for the music. And that includes you. The problem with LA, aside from a lifetime spent in a car, can be the choosing. There is a reason this is a double episode. There are many places for that first pint, a way into feeling like you arrived without having to buy a t-shirt or wait in line. Cantors and Kibitz is big within its legends. However, sometimes a first stop in a town like LA needs to be a counter to the city's size and overwhelming nature. Los Angeles doesn't tower over you like a New York or a Chicago. It spreads you out and out and out. Some towns are easy because they are small. Some cities are huge, and we need to go small to attenuate ourselves to them. And maybe I shouldn't share this next spot because it is small and special and beloved. I shouldn't tell you to seek an open iron gate on West Temple Street, 1642 to be exact. Not so much a hole in the wall bar, but a hole in the wall to a better world. Poets and artists in the corner scribbling in notebooks with a glass of Pinot. New lovers at a two-top, eyes tethered, hovering over candlelight. A table of friends who love each other's company as much as they love what can happen when you just sit and listen to your surroundings. Thoughtful regulars who want to imbibe in more than just a perfect pint. Because at 1642 Bar, it is the live music that is the finishing touch to the wonderful spirit of the place. A secret spot for jazz heads, fretboard ensembles, for the studio hounds, for the people who know how many songs the masses love bear the fingerprints of T-Bone Burnett. Rich Hinman on pedal steel, Jay Bellaro's delicate thunder on the tubs, Ragtime Tuesdays with the likes of John Reed Torres and Eve Elliott, all creating the perfect soundtrack to the perfume of hot pink bougainvillea outside. A neighborhood bar in LA is different from any other in the US because most are Ubering home for many miles. 1642 Bar is a portal to a small town feel with riches galore. This is my usual first stop just to get a glass of wine or a cold beer, shake off the dust of the road and settle into a melody, whatever it might be. Coming from someone else I know who spent hours on their craft. They might never get recognized on the street, never see a dime of publishing. And likely 1642 is one of the few stages an artist here plays where they are the star. That's exactly why it's worth seeing Jay Belleros out from behind Plant and Krauss. This is their sweet spot. And when you see an artist playing in their sweet spot, well, everything else starts to buzz too. 
For instance, 1642 has picked up a local cachet with the foodie scene for their excellent bar selection. Excellence breeds excellence and game recognizes game. In this city, knowing which dive will have the glass of wine that impresses a psalm is half the fun. Don't get me wrong, it's not like this place will ever get any attention from the James Beard crowd, but there is a reason it's frequently closed for filming. 1642 is the kind of bar everyone is looking for when they come to LA. So go and vibe, just don't harsh the vibe, ever. These classic spots are getting few and far between even in a city as big as LA. So we need to preserve them by respecting the space. But for our coveted no cover spot, I want to go to the kind of bar that has velvet couches. Stay with me. Not everything in the city as it seems. Tramp Stamp Granny's is only four years old, spending a few of its toddler years in a pandemic but it feels like it's been here for decades, that possibly LA built itself around it. It was opened by Mia Chris, a New York transplant, and her husband Darren Chris, and brings a Jerry Maguire level of completion to Hollywood. It's glitter personified, but not the kind you find in bed after a long night. It's the kind that sticks to your face even though you're hungover and still looks good. I'm not washing this off for breakfast. Oh, you should. At Tramp Stamp, the decor is part of the score and arrangement of the music within. It's got a vintage funkiness that rides the line between nightclub and every beloved community theater across small town America. It's titillating and the fun kind of sexiness, which is the best kind of sexiness. Tug and Blow and Great Rack are the titles of award-winning drinks and sex positivity never went down so smooth. This is the new era of Hollywood and thank God. As soon as you realize there's nothing derogatory about the name of this spot, the tramp and the stamp in question are revered. You'll be in on the joke, or the joy, rather. The live music at Tramp Stamp is a piano and a microphone and whomever is sitting at them in a small booth across from the bar. That's it. But also maybe the bartender and the server and the doorman gets on the mic. Theater is alive and we are all on stage at Tramp Stamp if you know the words to Guys and Dolls, Rent, Rocket Man, I Feel Pretty, Under the Sea, Don't Stop Believing, The Abba Catalog, Wonderwall, Do You Want to Build a Snowman? I mean really a Google's worth of songs are in every brain and every set of fingers behind the piano that night. Sometimes Darren Chris are not working on award winning theater and TV is back there. Maybe the reason it feels like it has always been here is because singing around the piano half in the bag is our closest link to the parlor room, or the old bar where all we had to entertain ourselves was a song and a story. We need this kind of shit now more than we know. So even if we end up disagreeing that the modern kitchen glamour of Tramp Stamp Grannies is serving our impulses, give it a night and see if a few great racks don't break down your walls. It has to be tongue-in-cheek to counterbalance its confidence and representation of all our stories. Get in there, get over yourself, and believe in the sound of your own voice. If you can't, order a boob soup, and soon you'll believe in the sound of music. Tramp Stamp is in a surprisingly walkable part of L.A., just down the street from Capitol Records around the corner from the Palladium, the Fonda, the Pantages, up from Amoeba Records, moved from one grand location to another a block away. You can stumble any way you want and get somewhere that sounds good. Doubtful that is what Tom Waits meant when he sang, Better off in Iowa, against your scrambled eggs, than crawling down Coenga on a pair of broken legs. Though I'm sure many lustful dreamers have felt that way in their quest for a solid gig in Los Angeles. But I found an oasis to get my live footing in L.A. directly across the street from where Tramp Stamp Granny's now sits. 
In the central arteries of the glitz and glamour rests the Hotel Cafe, the first career hurdle for aspiring pop stars, folk singers, songwriters, and rockers. You'll never get to the Hollywood Bowl without holding the attention of less than 200 people in this legendary indie club, where Katy Perry, Miko, Jason Mraz, the Lumineers, and endless others got their starts. It can be a jumping off point for an incredible musical journey throughout Los Angeles. Here, an indie rock band with a pedal to the floor receives the same reverence as a solo singer-songwriter with a Gibson J45 in front of a single microphone. A gateway not only for the artist in pursuit of brighter lights, but the listener in pursuit of songs and artists to fall in love with. The perfect setting for what everyone outside imagines LA to be. A machine for making stars and or for breaking hearts. Walk away from that line forming on Coenga. That's the line for Dow. Trust me, you don't want to go in there. Hotel Cafe is the antithesis of some of its neighbors, which can make the whole thing that much more fun. Go through the alley to find the door, eventually. It might be hard to locate a door that's integral to careers like Damien Rice and Ingrid Michaelson and Sarah Bareilles. The elusiveness of the entrance can clue you in on how difficult it is to get to those heights. Hotel became a farm system for the music supervisors of Grey's Anatomy to populate their TV show with songs that would be instant download trends as soon as the credits rolled. If you are riding with a friend who can't shut up, then leave them across the street at Tramp Stamp Grannies to sing along to Broadway classics. Don't let them embarrass you at Hotel Cafe. This was the gig that got me to LA right when I released my little DIY record. A friend had a couch and recommended I hop on a plane and fly out and try getting a gig in this room tailored for the song for listening and for breaking in. It still endears me to Hotel Cafe that upon emailing them about my first album, No Car, Never Been to LA, I got a gig on a Wednesday night. That was a dozen Hotel Cafe shows ago. They've all blurred together now. The dead silence after applause between songs. You don't get that in New York. It can be disorientating at first. I can see the soft faces of the five friends I have in town. One of them shout whispers to me that the VP of Epic Records is here right before I walk on stage. Kay Hanley is there in the audience, hometown music hero from Boston. I better not suck or I'll never hear the end of it. I see an outline that looks like Ben Harper along the back wall. No way that's him. Third song into my set, I finally open up my eyes and I see actress, freedom fighter, author Busy Phillips at a two-top table and she might be crying or laughing. I can't tell, but both are good, I suppose. And there's Jacob Dylan solo at the bar. He seems to be listening. Yes, there's a songwriting legend here, but more importantly, it's a kibitz alum, a true Fokker. I'm one step closer to the real LA. As I walk off stage into the tables and crowd, there is no other way around. A full tatted gold chain giant of a man approaches and tells me he wants me on his TV show. Everybody and their dog has a TV show in LA. I politely say that would be great and I immediately forget what he says. And as he's walking away, a small hustler takes his shadow and says, why were you just talking to the producer of CSI? Do you need a manager? I don't know who that was and yes I do. Hotel Cafe is a listening room, but in a town with so much chatter, it is up to the artist to keep out the noise. And if this podcast existed in 2008, maybe I would have suggested a stop at the Hotel Cafe. And maybe you would have gone there on March 20th, when it was selected as one of two stages to help launch the career of one of this century's biggest artists. Before they were a household name around the world, the first gig was in New York City. The next night, the future Grammy darling was playing the intimate showroom on Coenga. The night would have cost you 30 bucks with drinks and you would have heard Chasing Pavements, Right as Rain, Feel My Love for only the second time in the States. 
The show even slips by some online Adele tour blogs. It could have been the only time in the US you could have seen her in such an intimate setting. The move to put her there when the pop world had a plan says a lot about the authenticity and possibilities at Hotel Cafe. And if you were there and at Kibbutz New Year's Eve 1991, well, that's one hell of a live music bingo card. I spent a year or two in LA touring the West Coast. Got to flirt with all those old school music biz stereotypes right when it seemed a whole wake-up call was coming for the most gluttonous. It was thrilling and frustrating and formative. Free-falling, but not in a tailspin. At least not yet. I went home to Boston and made a second album with my friends. That's what felt right. The music business will always get itself in knots. The most vital artists are here to instill in us that we are always moving forward. That there is no singular mountain or destination. There is balance and there is harmony. That is the quest. And the best experiences I've had and continue to have in the sound capital of the world, as Capitol Records put on their early pressings, were in the rooms where music just existed, where the best players went to have fun, where the stars then went to remember what it felt like with that kind of intimacy, where you didn't have to choose between living and dying in LA, you just had to play. Which also brings us to the crux of a different question. Who gets to play? Who gets to go to the show? Who is tapped to get up on stages because they're safe to raise their voices and sing? Because their communities help nurture their talent and there is space enough for leisure. Telling the Hollywood side of LA is only ever half the story. And we must dig into LA's west side in the incredibly influential hip hop culture of this city if we're ever going to understand the whole story and do it justice. That is all to say, we are not done with LA. And one more thing, there is more, you, you know that, right? There is a part two to this. We have to find out where faces get melted and which spot is gonna be called the Vatican, the hidden gem, and how do you choose a hidden gem in a town this big? And what happened to Adele? Did she ever make it? And between Adele and Christina Aguilera, which one do you think stopped by Kibitz on a Tuesday? For all that and more, I will see you in part two of our time in Los Angeles, California. Okay, that was part one of LA. I'm gonna fly here so you can get to part two. You've been listening to Sound of Our Town in case you didn't know, we got 12 episodes for you this season. This one makes 7.5. If you wanna chat about the music scene in your city, hit me up on Instagram at WillDailyOfficial or Twitter at WillDaily. Sound of Our Town is a production of Double Elvis and iHeartRadio. Hit us up on IG at Double Elvis or Twitter at Double Elvis FM if you want us to cover your town, your venue, your basement concert series, whatever. Just hit us up. The show is executively produced by Jake Brennan, Brady Sadler, and Carly Carioli for Double Elvis. Production assistance by Matt Bowden. The show is created, written, hosted, and scored by me, Will Daly. Additional writing on this episode by Caitlin White. For sources, see the show notes. Music for this episode was composed and performed by me. You can check out my music on Spotify, Apple, Bandcamp, and always at willdaily.com. If you like the sounds you hear in the show, check out my latest release. It's called Easy to Be Around. If you want to see me play live, you just go to willdaily.com. W-I-L-L-D-A-I-L-E-Y.com. And all my shows are there. Okay, I'm off to start part two. I believe you might be as well. We got business.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.